Thanks for checking out the SoCal Prep Insider In-Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Scar. This podcast features athletes from around Southern California and highlights their journey into collegiate athletics. Today, I'm chatting with two-sports star, Sean Harleston. Sean plays both football and basketball for Dominguez High School in Compton and has built a four-year career at a time when many athletes do not. I asked him about growing up in a notorious neighborhood, the values of loyalty, and why he's chosen to pack up and move to cow country to study at UC Davis. Here's our conversation. Welcome to another episode of In Depth, presented by SoCal Prep Insider. I'm Alex Carr, sitting across from me, Sean Harleston. Sean, thanks for sitting down, man. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, here at Dominguez High School, 6'3", 190-pound athlete, listed a football athlete, basketball athlete. <laughs> yeah. You're playing everything, yeah. and you're going to UC Davis, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we're sitting here in the locker room of Dominguez High in Compton, and mm-hmm. one of the big questions I have for you is, you could have gone a lot of places, right? Yeah. You could have gone to Bosco. You could have gone to Mission Viejo. And one thing you came out and said was, you know, everybody says go there. Mm-hmm. But loyalty to me means something. And I'm going to stick here. I'm going to stay in Dominguez where I grew up. I'm going exactly. to play for the Dons. So when you posted that thing on Twitter, we'll get into it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But when you posted that note on Twitter saying loyalty means a lot, what was the reaction to that? It was like a lot of people, it opened up a lot of people's eyes. You know, loyalty goes a long way. And by me, you know, presenting the loyalty, it shows my character, you know. And a lot of people, like, respected me for that, you know. They understood where I was coming from for, like, staying in the inner city. So it was like I got some really good feedback from that. And uh, a lot of people followed me and stuck by me. And I had a lot of support. And that just made that just made everything go well. So I can say I got a lot of good reactions from that. Now, you grew up around here. You grew up in Compton. Yeah. Did you feel like growing up there was pressure to leave this area, go play ball somewhere else? Uh, I wouldn't say pressure because, like, a lot of people told me it was like, I don't know, it was just I was pretty much confused because like, I was young. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people was telling me these different things, and I was pretty much new to it. So I was like, everybody was coming, oh, yeah, Bosco has this, you know, private school, number one school, modern day, same thing, Mission Viejo. And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, if I'm playing at my school in the inner city, I can get the same, you know, you know, publicity as anybody in a private school as well. So I didn't feel no pressure at all. I just, you know, stuck to what I believe in was right. Yeah. And I feel like the right thing to do was stick in the inner city. Now, you're playing here at Dominguez. Did you feel like there was any negative reaction? You decided to stick around here? Uh, yeah, it was, it was some negative feedbacks. It was like, some of my coaches from like Pop Warner and stuff, they were saying like, why did you choose there? You know, like your talent says much more like, and you know, I just wanted to, you know, prove them wrong, you know, not even just from the coaches, but other people that's just like outsiders looking in, mm-hmm. they didn't really understand my purpose. So I just told them like, you know what? Like I chose this school for a reason and I'm gonna stick behind my reasoning and just, you know, do what's best for me. And I think this was the best choice for myself. Now let's go back to the senior year. So mm-hmm. in your senior year, you took off playing football. You mm-hmm. focused on basketball your junior year, but your mm-hmm. senior year you played both. Yeah. Now your senior year, let's go back to like August, mm-hmm. and you're playing, you know, some team that maybe better than you, and you're playing on a grass field, and you know maybe the uniforms you're wearing are used. <laughs> did you ever feel like, man, did I make the right choice, or did you have any hesitation? I think like when I went back out there, I made the best choice of my life because. Just being out there made me like made me realize how much I miss football, and 
look at it now like I have a full ride to UC Davis and that says so much like you know about myself and my school and just you know all the hard work that I put in is just paying off now knowing that my mom or nobody in my family has to pay for me to go to college and that's the biggest thing like you know my parents were big on education mm -hmm. so by them not being able, like not having to pay for my schooling it just you know makes me feel like really grateful you know to see that they don't have to pay for anything and I think that's why I made the best choice and it made me feel happy with what I did. So you got a full ride to UC Davis mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about it, what the ramifications of that means. But when you're a sophomore, San Diego State comes up to you and they're giving you some love and they want to bring you on as a football player. Yeah. So when you when you decided to go commit to UC Davis, where did the disconnect with San Diego State? Why not them? What changed? Uh, one of the coaches, he when he offered me, he was there at first at uh, San Diego State and then he went to Arizona State. And so, and then um, when I stepped out on the football field my senior year, I, had, I played one good game. Uh, my first game, I had like four touchdowns, and I was doing really good at corner. And then I and I started. I got a call from uh, uh, Coach uh, Shap Brown, the DB coach at UC Davis, and he was very interested. And I felt like the connection was like so much stronger at UC Davis because like we had talked like a lot you know I went down on to an official visit and it felt like home and then it's like you like San Diego State I just felt myself getting distant mm -hmm. and like I felt myself more at home at UC Davis because it's more like I feel like a family is there you know and that was going to be yeah. one of my questions, you know, what made UC Davis feel so much like home? Because they play smaller football. It's yeah. not quite, you know, Division One, Power Five. Mm -hmm. So what made you choose to go to a smaller school? It, this is a head coach, Coach Hawk. Like, he's a phenomenal guy. Like, he he's going to rock with you. Like, all his, like, coaching staff was one of his, like, some of his former players that, that he coached in high, uh, college. And he just stuck with him, man. You know, he's saying, like, I don't want you to just take football from here. I want you to take from this to be the best businessman you can, the best family guy you can be, the best athlete you can be. And he just told me, like, you know, this is a great fit for you because I don't see you just as a great athlete, but, you know, I see you as a great man doing great business somewhere. And I was like, you know, not a lot of coaches talk about my future mm -hmm. outside of sports. And he told me that you come here, I will have you. I'll have your back. i have you set. You know, you just got to do your part in school and everything else will take care of itself. So I felt that was the best place to go. And that's a big step because mm -hmm. very few guys that play college ball go play in the NFL. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah. So when you're looking at it, UC Davis is a pretty darn good school. Did that yeah. matter in your decision making? Yes. Uh, out of all the public schools, they ranked number four in the nation as far as like education, everything go. And that, that was the best thing because, you know, you know, I like not, you know, God forbid it, but one day I might get hurt and not be able to play football ever again. And being at UC Davis will open up a lot of doors for me as far as any career I wanted to get into. Like if we, if a couple of students, you know, apply for the same job, I might have a better chance of getting it just because of the higher education that, you know, I reached in the school I was at. So I paid attention to, you know, the rankings of the school and where I can be outside of school. Now you've talked about basketball kind of being mm -hmm. your first love. Like yeah. that was the game you fell in love with the first and you became a pretty darn good football player. Yeah. But did it, did it kind of hurt that you weren't being recruited for basketball, that that wasn't what was your main focus? It was like, what happened was like, with basketball, is a, it's a tough like thing. Like, yeah. it's hard to get a full ride scholarship in basketball. That's why a lot of kids that get it, you know, they're really great players. And it kind of bothered me a little bit because I'm like, I know, like, I know my, no, I know my talent and I know where I can be. And, you know, it kind of hit me hard a little bit. 
and I feel like I can play at any school I want to pretty much with basketball. And but I had to accept, like you know, I had to face the fact that you know, football with UC Davis or any other school is you know, like it was the business choice, and I feel like football was the best way. But yeah, you can say basketball kind of you know threw me off a little bit, not getting the scholarships that I wanted. Did you feel like the opportunity to go maybe play basketball as well? Did that also kind of go into that decision? Yes, it did. Cause after like I was offered by them, I went on an official visit a couple weeks later, and I um, I, uh, I talked to the basketball coach there. And he told me, like, you know, if you accept the football scholarship, we more than welcome you on the basketball team as well. And that made me kind of, that made me really happy as well, like, you know, to be able to still play basketball because that's something I love. So, uh, yeah, I feel really good about that situation. Do you feel like sticking here and then making the choice to UC Davis, when you see some of your buddies that maybe you grew up, you played, you know, Pop Warner ball with, mm -hmm. you played AAU ball with, and they're getting some of the bigger offers, does mm -hmm. it feel like, if you went somewhere, maybe the offers would have been bigger, the hype would have been bigger, because, mm -hmm. you know, Sean Harleston could have been, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the next modern-day big name, right? <laughs> yeah. But you stuck here. Mm -hmm. When it's all said and done, now that you're going off to college, mm -hmm. do you feel like you made the right choice? I feel like I made the best choice of my life. You know, everything happened for a reason. And as long as I'm able to get to a school where my parents don't have to pay for anything, that's what keeps me happy the most. So everyone is given an opportunity. Like, you can go to USC, UCLA, but if you don't, you know, perform when it's time to, then you will never get the shot to get to, like, you know, the next step. And it's all about what the player do rather than the school you at. So if I perform really well at UC Davis, rather than somebody's, like, going to UCLA and not performing really well, I'm still going to get the same opportunity that they would get at that school. So it really don't bother me at all. So talking about performing, you were probably the best player on the field here at Dominguez. You yeah. were an athlete, so you played a little quarterback, you played a little receiver, you played yeah. a lot of DB. What's the plan moving forward with Davis? What are they thinking for you? They see me as a defensive back, and I see myself as a good defensive back as well, you know. So they want to come and take me in as a DB, and I, and I, I like that look as well. So, yeah. Now, when you're the best player on the field, and it <laughs> seems like, you know, there's maybe some teams that are like, man, we're kicking the crap out of them. You know, yeah. we're clearly better. Did you ever feel like for a moment, if I were only somewhere else, I would be playing better competition. Do you feel like that didn't test you enough, or do you feel like now knowing what some of these kids go through and what you went through, mm. you're still a better player? I feel like, you know, I will be a better player because you can't teach heart. You know, I won't let nobody outwork me, regardless of the situation. You can be way bigger than me, you can be faster than me, but when it's all said and done, I'm going to give you my all regardless. So no matter where I'm competing, you're going to see that I'm trying my best at all times, and it's not going to, you know, determine what school I'm at. It's just going to show on the field or wherever I'm at. I'm a hard worker, and that's what you want to get from me wherever. Now, on signing day, we mm -hmm. saw a couple of kids who were at Modern Day playing football. Mm -hmm. They went back to the school they were at, <laughs> and they had signing day there. <laughs> and it kind of – there were some articles written and some yeah. tweets said and some things came out about Modern Day being like a drive-through football program. Yeah. So as a kid that stuck here for his high school career, mm -hmm. when you see kids bouncing from one school, going there for five, six months, and then bouncing back yeah. to the old school, what do you think? What goes through your mind? I think they should just stay home and make a name for yourself. If you really think you're that good of a player, if you're a hell of a player, all it takes for one coach to notice that. And once you get that one coach, you just work your butt off until it's, you know, until you're able to get there where you want to be. Like, you know, seeing kids go to, from school to school is like kind of bad because you don't show no loyalty. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have loyalty, it's going to make people not want to, you know, rock with you a little bit. So. I think, like, you know, like I said before, like, it's a, of course it would have been a blessing to play at the modern-day school, but if you get to a great 
level in life is going to say that's what modern day produces rather than acknowledging the work that you put in, you know. Mm -hmm. So I just think if kids stay home, you your work would get known more than like rather than the school. I'm going to you, I'm gonna ask you to speculate just a little bit. Mm -hmm. You growing up in the Twitter generation, right? Mm -hmm. The Instagram yeah. generation. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think this happens? Because this is kind of a new trend. Kids mm -hmm. going to school for a few months to play football and then bouncing back. Loyalty seems to be devalued a little yeah. bit. Do you have any insight onto maybe why? I think it's, I think it's all pressure because, you know, seeing your friend, like, seeing your friend doing really good at one school, it might be like, dang, like, me and him is, just, you know, we we just we're the same player, or I might be a little better than he is, and they see that he's succeeding and he's not succeeding as much as him. So like seeing that, it make him want to go to another school and try to see if he gets as much success as his friend. So I think it's just all pressure with the social media thing because you see so much success going around, and it's like, dang, like I know my worth and I yeah. want to be just as successful as well. Now, a lot of kids I've asked, we've talked about star rankings and stuff like that. Yeah. You look up your 24-7 pays, there's like no stars, yeah. right? But some kids, they got the four stars, they got the five stars. It's all yeah. about the hype and the clout and all the things that the kids say. Yeah. Does that matter to you at the end of the day? Nah, it don't matter at all. Like I said, once we get on the field, nobody's going to outwork me. And I can promise that. Like, I'm going to give you my all. So the stars, it's it don't really say anything. But I know it is something. It's an honor to have the stars. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. But... It don't really say much about the player because you can be one hell of a dude in the weight room, you know, benching three plates, and you can get tack you get shoestring tackled all the time. But it's like it don't matter about the stars; it's just how much work you put in once you get there. Do you feel like that motivated you when you looked up your star rankings and they weren't where they should have been? You feel like it motivated you? Yeah, it motivated me though because I like like I said, I know I know my worth, and but I know what God has blessed me with, and I know nobody's gonna take that from me and. If I keep working, then no one can stop me where I want to be. Now, growing up in Compton is, is hard, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a different level than growing up somewhere else. It's different yeah. than growing up in an affluent area. Uh -huh. Do you feel like maybe you became a better person? Does it get a bad rap? Do, you know, when you hear that, oh, that kid grew up in Compton, <laughs> you automatically start thinking of things that aren't really true. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you could kind of back up your hometown a little bit, you know, and say it's really not that bad, what would you say? I think Compton is the best city in the world, honestly. It just shows who you are, and if you succeed, it just makes it that much better because, one, if you're just born and raised in Compton, that just makes people doubt you off the rip. Like, mm -hmm. they think you're a criminal, someone that game bangs, someone that's, like, you know, trying to look out there for nothing but trouble. And by me succeeding, it's not even just for myself or my family. It's for my it's for my city, and I give something, you know, I give the kids something to look up to. So not even just my younger siblings, Everybody that's in the city of Compton or in the inner city period, just know that you don't have to go out far to be successful. It all, you know, it's all on your character and your determination. If you're dedicated to what you're doing and you work on your craft, you're going to be successful wherever you at. So it's all about character, and you just keep working on that. The the sky's the limit, honestly. So just just keep working and just be self-motivated. Don't let don't don't accept no for an answer. That's all. So a kid growing up here, maybe he's a young boy, he's playing out in the park, he's mm. trying to become the next Sean Harleston or yeah. make a name for himself. Yeah. What's some advice you would give him? I would say work on your craft and don't let nobody tell you you can't do anything because they didn't reach the, like, the level of success that they wanted to. Like No one understands your story better than you do. And you know your gift, you know your worth, and you know your background. 
you take that and run with it. Use the doubters as motivators and keep pushing. Someone is going to keep doubting you and doubting you and doubting you. Just use that as, as that fire to light it up and you just keep going and just keep pushing until you're successful. Is it tougher to play here than people realize? Tougher to grow up here? Yes. It is tough, though. Don't get it wrong. It is tough. And that's why people from Compton, kids from Compton, is that much stronger than a lot of other people because it's just, you know, you just, you always, sometimes you have to look over your shoulder. And, but if you're just striving for where you want to be in life, regardless of where you're at, you're going to get there. Cause, you know, I'll reach, like, you know, if you get a 4.0 in Compton with the, lower resources rather than you have at a private school. Mm-hmm. Once you have the tools in front of you, it's like, okay, I just came from worse than this. Now that I have the resources, I'm gonna take the best of I'm gonna take the best out of it and make it work. So I think kids from Compton, you know, has that fire that no one else has. Do you feel like like you're saying, do you feel like there is sort of a hidden advantage or a silver lining to growing up here because you don't have those advantages. Mm-hmm. So you work try twice as hard. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally get to somewhere where you do have those tools and those resources, like you're saying, you just become that much it becomes that much easier. That mm-hmm. work doesn't it's not so hard anymore. Exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. So you can survive in Compton, you can survive in anywhere. That's what I feel. And that's why I think Compton is an amazing city. Like there's so many great people that come come out of here. But, you know, our reputation is bad, you know, but it is what it is. If you do your job and make it happen, everyone is going to look at you different and it's going to make people believe you and support you even more. And that's what make the youth in the city do, do great as well. All right, one of my last questions for you. Mm-hmm. What are some goals for you personally? These next four years, I'm sure there's a ton of goals, a ton of things you want to do. I'm sure getting the league is one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, making, making an All-American list is one. Mm-hmm. But some personal goals for you. Now that you've finished Dominguez and you're going playing ball, what are some of your goals? Um, one goal of mine is, one, you know, be able to survive through the college experience and graduate. Because if I, like, once I graduate college, I have three younger siblings. And that's going to open the door for them. I just open up a new a new door for them and they can just take it and run with it as well so I just want to be a you know an inspiration to the younger people from my city and my family and that's my biggest goal to inspire people to do what people think they can't do and if you do it and that just makes it even better because a lot of people doubted you so that's my main goal is just be successful for the youth so they can be inspired to be uh, successful as well what are some pieces of advice you give to your younger siblings as your little, as your big brother, you know, I just want them to, you know, do what I did, but ten times better. I'm not saying I'm the perfect person, but I try to be as close as, you know, close to as, as possible. So, my siblings, I just want them to be great. You know, don't let nobody tell you no, and just strive for greatness. That's all I say. Sean Harleston, senior for uh, Compton Dominguez, man. Thank you so much for sitting down. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.